0: Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. Well, I've got a confession to make, and it's this. I don't know about you, but I, I kind of have a penchant for those uh, dash cam videos on YouTube. Have you seen them, Dash Cam Owners Australia, where you kind of just watch car accidents go around. Does anyone else have the same sort of issue? Well, it's a safe place. No, okay. Well, yeah, Dan, thank you. Thank you. At least there's one hand with that. Um, I I just, I don't know. I just find, find it fascinating. Nothing too gory, you know, all sanitized for a pastor's viewing. But for whatever reason, I just, I watched that sort of stuff. And one of the things I realized is how many different accidents, and you've seen this on all the cop shows, how many different accidents happen when someone's pulled over on the side of the highway and then someone just manages to like, just veer off into the side of them? You notice those sorts of accidents? You know, It's kind of like a scene like that where... Um, that's why the police, by the way, park their cars outside on the highway because uh, people just veer off and crash into them in the middle of a highway. Fascinating. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, you can check it out. It's just great viewing this afternoon. How enthralling. Here's the thing. And it, this is why I realise that we do this is that we have a tendency... To drift towards that which gets our attention. Have you noticed that? The only reason why this happens is because people are driving down a highway, they look at someone pulled over and they just drift into the back of a cop car. (sighs) Life can be just the same. We have a tendency to drift towards that which gets our attention, and maybe it's the reason that you are driving it, or living in it, or living with it, that someone or something grabbed your attention, and it altered your direction. And maybe, and that's why, and have you found this, have you found that often our most questionable, and be honest with yourself, Have you found that our most questionable life decisions happened when someone or something grabbed our attention? In other words, our most questionable decisions are often fueled by something with strong emotional appeal. It was so appealing, you leased it, you bought it, you invested in it. You fell for it. You were distracted by it. You married or moved in with it, right? My first car, like, and I'm, look, I, I always preach this to myself. My first car, like, what's a sensible first car? You know, like a a Holden, something that's really reliable, maybe a Toyota Camry. Uh, yeah, something something really reliable, your first car, something cheap but reliable, right? My first car, in that vein, was a 1963 MGB convertible, right? <laughs> yes, Clearly a sensible decision at the time, because I was a cadet, a cadet with Coopers, and so I was earning like $17,000 a year. This car cost me 10 grand. That's like I leveraged into like 50% of my salary in order to buy this car. That ended up breaking down more than I actually drove it. And what's even better is that I it just had such strong emotional appeal, because I thought if I owned a convertible, you know, convertibles get all the chicks, right? Ladies... <laughs> No, as I later discovered when I get married, it's the worst car to buy because it wrecks your hair. Yeah, thank you, Belinda. <laughs> Some of our worst decisions in life were fueled by strong emotional appeal. One of our uh, older ladies is here with us this morning. I won't share too much detail, but she humbly uh, shared with us at SuperConnect a couple of weeks ago that one of her most questionable decisions was fueled by strong emotional appeal at the time she said and i'm paraphrasing you know it's funny what decisions you make when you're kind of the only single lady in a church full of oldies and she's an oldie i I thought just i just thought you grew up old but she was young once making questionable decisions and she gave us the gift like i told you the other week thank you to her that she gave us the gift of her wisdom because i said the other week your path is you are unique Your path is not. And the path towards questionable decisions is something that, hey young'uns, get this, oldies have made years before you. (laughs) So you make this questionable decision because it's appealing and then then, then what happens, right, class? It loses its appeal. Or you realise it wasn't as appealing as you thought it was going to be in the moment and it leaves you with the two most haunting words that we have throughout our life. If only, if only I hadn't, if only I had not purchased, if only I hadn't called, if only I hadn't ignored it, and you realise that life was better before it grabbed your attention, right? And in many cases, the path you're on was better before your attention, but it grabbed your attention and it altered your direction, and so, as a result, we're going to change the definition of what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. I said direction trumps intention every time, last time we worked through this, but, What I'm saying this morning is that attention alters our direction and our direction determines our destination. For all of you keen note-takers, you can write that down to appended notes. Just do an asterisk saying Sam didn't know what he was talking about two weeks ago and he's updated his saying. (laughs) Attention alters our direction and direction determines our destination. And so this morning, we want to look at what grabs our attention because Have you found that often the path to be avoided is always full of strong emotional appeal? Newer, faster, bigger, 30% return, romance, desire, acceptance, adventure, attention, security. And look, these things aren't bad. It's just they're not enough. Have you noticed that? They're not enough and and so they lose their appeal. (laughs) And as a result, I find with the things that are appealing, have you noticed where the things with appeal kind of lowers our defences and it raises our defensiveness? Have you noticed that? Talk about that in a second. That's what I've (laughs) learnt. Where loved ones try to tell you, but you won't listen. And so here's the thing. If you are distracted by what's on the path, then you won't be conscious of where the path is taking you. And so whereas emotion fuels the things that grab our attention. Intentionality fuels our decisions to consciously think about the certain things that would have our attention. And so, the question this morning is, what if we chose intentional over appealing? And God is constantly screaming at us about this, by the way, throughout the Scriptures. God is... would, would you be surprised to know that God is as absolutely obsessed with your future as you are. The Scriptures are constantly talking about the ways in which it's saying to you, think about your future. Think about what's grabbing your attention. Think about where you're headed. Think about your direction. Because the single principle throughout so many of the different Scriptures is this. What gets your attention gets you. And here's the proof, by the way. Um, Some of you, like you picked up your phone to write a note and then I didn't keep you engaged for the last 30 seconds. And so you're like, oh, I wonder what's on Facebook. And I wonder who's on Twitter at the moment. And, uh, oh, that's right, that's my shopping list above my notes for the sermon. So that's right, I just need to add some avocados to the... Right? <laughs> I'm constantly fighting for your attention. And if we don't have it for 30 seconds, then it's it's gone. If I've got to fight for your attention for the next 20 minutes, imagine what it feels like for God. By the way, there's a whole billion-dollar industry geared towards this. It's called advertising some of you are in advertising and you specialize in ways to grab people's attention the scriptures talk time and time again about the way that what gets your attention gets you look at psalm 119 it says this teach me lord the way of your decrees that i may follow it to the end there's the principle of the path again Give me understanding, wisdom, so that I may keep your law and obey it with all of my heart. Direct me in the path, there's that word again of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Look at verse 37 there where it says, Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my eyes, my life according to your word. Turn my eyes is a metaphor for get my attention. Get my attention, Lord, and take my attention away from worthless things that are not worth it and towards the things that last. There's that principle. And then David must have been so good at preaching this that then his son Solomon gets it. And Solomon begins preaching the same principles throughout the Scriptures in Proverbs 4, where where he says, let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you. In other words, what Solomon's saying to us is, don't allow yourself to be distracted by the things that get your attention and are not worth it. Choose now, be intentional to fix your gaze upon the things that matter. Decide ahead of time to pay attention to the things that deserve your attention. I'll give you a quick final example. A couple of hundred years later, And this is always the trump trump card, because when Jesus talks about it, then we know we better listen and pay attention. (laughs) And Jesus says this, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's starting to sound familiar. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. Which is kind of like this Christianese, like half sort of spooky, supernatural way to say simply, what gets your attention gets you. You become what you focus on. Dallas Willard says, the ultimate freedom we have as individuals is the power to select what we will allow or require our minds to dwell upon and to think about. What gets your attention gets you. To which uh, some of you are saying this morning, I know exactly who needs to hear this this morning. I've thought of exactly the sort of person who needs to hear this, you know, and some of you, like you're ed- your, your elbowing your partners or your spouses or your friend that's with you, you know, you're listening, you're listening to this, get off your phone. That's all right. And I don't know about you, but when it, when it comes to, like, we know, that we, we know that we're distracted. And by the way, a distraction's a normal part of human life. Like, it's the, the, the objective of the message this morning is not, thou shalt always have thy gaze fixed upon the Lord right, that's, that's not what we're saying, we don't want you to move out of here, you know, and maybe we're going to like, um, fake you out at coffee, I'm going to ask you a trick question, are you thinking about the Lord, right, you know, and then you'll just go through, have a biscuit, are you thinking about the Lord, right, I'm not going to fake you out in that way, because it's biological, you know, Kurt Thompson, a Christian psychologist, says that there's both a, an intentional and an unintentional element of our prefrontal cortex, or something like that, Belinda, you're a, is that, is that it, you're a neuroscientist. Yeah, you've got the PhD in it. Okay, I've got a thumbs up from the neuroscientist. But anyway, the thing is, right, there's a part of our brain that is geared towards focusing all of uh, the elements of our faculties towards that which has got our attention. It's not just spiritual. And so this grapple between the both is real and there is both intentional focus and there's unintentional focus and the unintentional focus is the text message that's just buzzed in your genes this morning so question for you then if that is the case that what gets your attention gets you i just got to ask you simply this morning what has your attention and i'm not talking right now. I'm talking about the sort of attention that is altering, altering life directions. What has your attention and are you intentional about it? What has your attention now? Because here's what Kurt Thompson goes on to say in his book, Anatomy of the Soul. He says, God built us the ability to pay attention to what we pay attention to, which creates space for us to hear Him and out of this flows abundant life, testing and approving God's good, pleasing and whole will goodness pleasure wholeness it all begins with paying attention to what we're paying attention to <laughs> so what are you paying attention to netflix netflix gonna end up with a life-fulfilling god-filled joyful life maybe maybe not right? your phone our family i got for christmas i got a phone jail for christmas that says something doesn't it i got a, I got a little phone jail for christmas I'm not sure what the kids are trying to tell me with all of that, right? So first of all, let me, I'm going to ask you three diagnostic questions, because you're all thinking, I know someone who needs to hear this message, but can we just assume for the sake of the exercise this morning that this message might apply to you? Are you okay with that? Let's just hypothetically say that this might apply to you, okay? So go with me now. The first question then, some diagnostic litmus test questions for you is, first one is, what has your attention now? Are you aware that it's easy to be grabbed by life and the things that are around you? And are you being grabbed by things that have no business being part of your life? Who has your attention now? What has your attention? Has anyone or anything grabbed your attention in a way that's distracting you from the way that you intend to live your life? What has your attention now? And then I'll ask this in a different way, but what should have your attention You know, and hint if you want a gold star from the past year, this way you just go, Jesus, right? (laughs) But what, in other words, is there anything, is there something screaming for your attention that deserves your attention but keeps putting you off? Maybe for Sam, the hint is phone jail. Is there a health issue? The health niggle that keeps going but you keep denying it, you won't go to the doctor because you're kind of praying that it's not something serious. Are there debts that need to be dealt with? Are there financial pathways you're going down? Is there planning for your kids or education? Is there stuff happening with your parents that you need to speak into and have a courageous conversation about? Because here's the thing, guys. We don't drift into good destinations. I said that the other week. Drifting is not a good life strategy for you. Be intentional. What should have your attention? Here's the third question in case... In case you didn't get those two. And I don't know, I've I've found this, that when it comes to things on a Sunday morning, I don't really need more information. I just need revelation. Have you found that? Because so many of you are learned, and you've heard all this before, and like, oh yeah, I've read that psalm years ago. It's great. (laughs) We don't need more information. We need revelation. And, and, And Kurt Thompson goes on to say that there are things that we're not aware that we're not aware of. You might have heard it in corporate land as the Jahari window. We don't know that we don't know, right? So let me take you to that quadrant of the Jahari window and ask you this question. What are others saying or suggesting that you stop? (laughs) This is the bit I didn't want to preach because there's someone in this room that is just already nodding. She's already nodding her head and she's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm, right? In the past six months, has someone approached you in your life with a relationship or a lifestyle issue that they said is that you just should stop? Does your partner or your friend keep bringing up the same stuff over and over? Have you heard lines like, I really think you are spending too much with... Have you noticed that you... Didn't you just anyone heard this? Hey, haven't you already? (laughs) And here's the telltale, just between us. Um, If you find yourself getting slightly defensive, (laughs) then maybe it's an issue, and maybe it's grabbed you. Because the things that grab our intention lower our defences and they increase our defensiveness. And if it's not an issue, then why so defensive? <laughs> right? What have others said that you should stop? We need revelation. And so hopefully as, as, as we feel this, some of you, and I've heard it, I've heard what I call the Christian moo, which is uh, when you're all just you're sitting there going, hmm, hmm, right? Which is often, if you're new at a church, that that kind of means really good point sam and i know exactly who else this should apply for right <laughs> just if you're to i'm going to make a glossary at the end of church right if if you found yourself uttering a christian moo in this moment yeah that's good sam please 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 do me a favor this morning pay attention to the tension pay attention to the defensiveness Pay attention to that little voice inside you that says, mm, maybe I do have a problem with this. Maybe this thing has grabbed me. Maybe I'm not in control of this as I thought I was. Maybe I didn't know that I didn't know. Thank you for that revelation, Lord and wife. Pay attention to the tension. Because, guys, the relationship between attention and... And direction will impact your life, whether you like it or not. And that's the thing. That's that's the thing with principles. They're like that. They're just dumb. Like principles just are. Principles like they they don't ask about your feelings. They don't care whether or not you had a coffee this morning. Uh, they they don't care if it's been been a bad day. Principles just are. And this has been the principle that we're talking about this morning. That your attention alters your 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 direction and your direction ultimately determines your destination. Here's another principle. What gets your attention gets you. And whatever, and particularly if you're watching at home this morning, what whatever has grabbed your attention, if you made it this far in an online message, then congratulations. <laughs> but whatever has your attention is influencing your life now in some way for good but also for not so good. And so what has it? But here's the good news this morning. Now that you're aware that it works, now you can start doing something about it. Now you can start leveraging this for positive direction. Now you're in a position to choose your destination. Now you're arriving at your destination, not by drifting and not by luck, but because you chose to be there. And choosing requires change. And choosing is not easy. And choosing is a wrestle. And being intentional is a wrestle, especially when it requires us to redirect our attention away from the things that have us by the throat. And so I don't know, as we finish this morning, have you ever noticed this guys, whether you're a parent or not, but parents are never quite concerned with where their kids are. They're just concerned as to where they're headed. <laughs> don't care that you're on the side of the road, but if you're going to head across the road whilst a truck's coming down, I'm going to be quite concerned. God's the same. Wherever you are in your life, and if you had a few, if only, moments because something or someone or something grabbed your attention this morning, I want to say to you this morning that there is grace in that. God, God doesn't care where you, are, where you are this morning. You don't have to have your life together this morning. You didn't have to make the most perfect set of decisions all the way through this morning. God is just concerned with where you're headed. And I guess if I could get inside of your brain, you're kind of concerned where you're headed too, Right? And so here's the thing, particularly if you're just checking out Christianity this morning, you're watching this online, isn't it a cool thing that it sounds like you and God are actually on the same page? That you both are concerned about the direction of your future, and more importantly, God is concerned about the best direction in your future. And for thousands of years, He has been screaming, please pay attention, please pay attention to the way that I've set my, and we talked about this two weeks ago, my laws and my precepts and all of the funny Christian language to say, guys, I have given you a remote map that determines just the best way to live the human life. And I can tell you, people who are yet to come to the faith understand this. I sat with a guy late last year before Christmas who was checking out Christianity in this church. And he says, you know what, all of this Jesus stuff that I've been reading through in the book of John... Just kind of makes sense. Just kind of sounds like it's the best way to live. It is. (laughs) It is. Not because Sam says it and Sam wants to sound really good on a Sunday, because it just is thousands, millions before us have proven the way that Christianity is not only true, but it works. Hundreds in this place and you'll get glimpses of this if you have a coffee with them or if you're blessed enough to sit with them in a community group where they share about their questionable decisions when they're a young woman. You will understand the ways in which God is faithful and God's ways in the long run work itself out. But only, only if we pay attention because what gets your attention gets you and what gets you Sends you because your attention alters your direction and your direction determines your destination. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the way that you bring people and you bring these truths into our lives. Thank you that it's free this morning. Thank you that it's free out on the internet and YouTube if we're watching this back online. Lord, we don't need information this morning. There's a smart class sitting here in front of me. But we do need revelation from the things that have grabbed our attention. And so I pray in the stillness of this moment, or whether it's been a particular thought process that we may have even had the smarts or even the courage to write down throughout this message, that you would reveal that to us in this moment this morning, Lord, I pray. we open this time up for you and the deep mystery that we take the disciplines like we have this morning each and every one of us to extract ourselves from our busy and our distracting lives to take all of these neurological beautifully inexplicable you created faculties in our minds focus all these energies towards you that we would be thinking upon you and upon your reality this morning. Meet us in that space, that transcendent mystery in which something otherworldly comes into our lives in this moment. Focus our minds on that reality. Focus our minds on you, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. We do something every week here. To get our attention do it every week you think it's just a religious exercise but really we do it every week so this whole exercise would perfectly align with today's message no um, it's a it's a spiritual discipline it's a way of focusing our attention on god when we take communion uh, we think upon what it is that jesus has done for us and in the quietness of this moment I want you to do some of the homework that we've asked before. Peter, maybe you can bring up the three questions uh, that we had. Uh, What has your attention now? What should have your attention? And what have others suggested you stop? As you take communion this morning, I just ask Jesus to help answer those questions with you because He promises that the Holy Spirit will take what is His and make it known to you individually in this moment to give you that answer. And so, uh, just take the time and the space to stop and to reflect and pay attention to these questions about where your attention is. Hey, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, uh, then we're glad that you are with us, or if you're watching in online. Uh, let me put it this way, if you're even thinking upon this sort of stuff, be more encouraged that you are spiritually further down the track than you give yourself credit for. Because God's got your attention. I say most weeks, you know, you could be having a smashed avocado on toast around the corner. But you're listening to this message take that as an affirmation that god's already at work on your life drawing you towards him and i say to you as well if if he is so on the same page with you and so concerned about your your future um then maybe you're closer to god than you think this morning i say just follow him anyway and worry about the faith stuff later stay here long enough to get a sense of the way that jesus can make life better and he makes you better at life so um eat drink i'm going to get out of the way (laughs) So, our, uh, our attention and our. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.